Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I live in Chicago. I knew what I signed up for. I don't know. I mean, it's just a it's just just sucks. Just, you know, yeah. every other every other day there's more snow. It's like every <laughs> You know, they get mm-hmm. the they get the sidewalk clear just in time for more of it to show up. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the part that fucking blows. If it were one big like dump and then we're just clearing it for the next month, like that's one thing. But the fact that it just keeps coming, it just has not keeps stopped. coming. Yeah. Otherwise doing all right, you know, making it making it through. Making it. I did. We watched all of Ted Lasso, and it was amazing. Yay! Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was it I'm was so stupendous and incredible, so and good? just full of goodness. So I agree. Good. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I truly, truly but did. Yep. Today we're doing season five. I can hardly believe it. Kick open the doors. Bring on the (laughs) hot dancing teachers. It's season five. It's season five, episode one. The title is Brothers. This is the Feeny Call. In case you forgot during our hiatus, I'm Megan. I'm Skyler. It's been a week and we're back, baby. We're back. (laughs) Now, before, I just want to touch on this real quick before we get into it. Did they skip, because we we hit 16, which is generally the sophomore year, and we hit, obviously, senior year. We also hit 7th and 8th grade. So are we, is this implying that potentially we skipped freshman year and junior year? Is that what we're thinking? Or do you think it's sophomore, junior? But we got the 16th birthday, so there has to, sophomore year had to have been in there because that's typically when people turn 16. Unless they're just really young students, in which case it could be their junior year. But I think that we skipped freshman and junior year straight to senior year. Okay, so yeah, we definitely, if we break it down, season one, sixth grade, start to finish, right? Yes, correct. Season two, seventh grade, start to yes. finish. Yes, yes. Season three, eighth grade. I would argue eighth grade, yes, because it seems like we pick up after the second season. Wait, don't they say in the first episode of season three, it's uh, when Corey and Topanga first get together, Uh which could debatably be their freshman year, but I think it's eighth grade. I also think it's eighth grade. Okay, cool. We're in agreement. Eighth grade. Yeah. Skip freshman year. We've got to. Because no one can be 16 and a freshman. Right. Because season four, they're all 16 or turn 16. Correct. Yes. Right. Because Topanga's sweet 16 is in season four. And Corey's. And Corey's driver's license birthday episode. Mm -hmm. Which means, yeah, that would be like their sophomore year. And so then, yeah, we would be skipping junior year and going to senior year right which yes that also i hate that too because that means that eric has been home for because he graduated when Corey Mm -hmm. his senior year was Corey's eighth grade year right so now we're going on eric's been out of college or out of uh, high school for three years right 
And then so it falls apart. That's the thing too. Like Eric's time jumping and Corey's time jumping don't stack. Yeah, they don't mix. <laughs> because that's not great. If Eric was Eric was already like was he already sixteen in the when he turned sixteen yes. in the first season? He in yes, season he one. Was, yep. Because there's the whole him and Jason and stealing the car and all that shit, you know? Correct. He's 16 in season one. Well, this is not good. (laughs) Right? Like, this, that falls... very bad. That falls to shit. Because that could be his sophomore year. Yeah. And then his junior year would be the second season. And his senior year is the third season. And he graduates in the third season. We see that, right? Yes. Yeah. But now... And then he spends season four home twiddling his thumbs slash going in on the business and figuring out what he's doing. And now season five, he enters college. So like from that perspective, you know, he had a gap year. Yeah. Which is, which is fine, but it falls apart when, Mm -hmm. when we discover that there was theoretically two unseen years somewhere. Yep. yep. His junior... <laughs> and that Corey is now either much closer in age to Eric than he was, or Eric twiddled his thumbs for three years. I honestly think that it they it's it's that that they now like kind of squished them together a little bit and Corey is closer mm-hmm. in age now because it seems like they originally were three years apart, now two years apart. Cause if they had stuck to what they originally had done. Then when Eric graduated, Corey would have been a freshman, but we skipped freshman year. Mm-hmm. So they smushed them together. Yeah, I guess. Get Michael they... Jacobs on the phone. Ugh. It really doesn't hold up. Ow. The aging of this. It all falls apart pretty quick. Uh, which like, again, obviously in this season, it feels like season five is a you know it's a cementing of things and it's also a complete like ignoring of previously established norms right because we introduce jack and it's this whole big thing for sean that he's got a brother where we've been up and down this like crooked ass family tree of sean before where he had a sister but now he doesn't have a sister and he had a different half he had a stepbrother or whatever in the trailer park that for one episode and so, like, season five, it really does feel like it's just kind of like, listen, people are watching the show now. Let's really let's just do whatever, you know, let's spice it up. Let's make it a little different, which, like, I, I don't hate because some of the best stuff him. happens, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, some of the best things happen in this season and so on. And I and I, you know, I enjoy Jack's introduction to the story and mm-hmm. I enjoy the the closer Eric and Corey are in age and all that. Like, that all works for me. Yeah. It's just a clear departure from some established things. This is the prisoner of Azkaban of the whole series because it's the same characters that you know and love, but it's no longer the same format and the same. It's no longer really sticking to what we've known. It's now veering into something different. That's arguably better, but different, very different just a reimagining distinctly different right now now they wear h&m and abercrombie instead of uh instead of ropes (laughs) yep so true and also another thing with eric's timeline that falls apart is the fact that he spent all last season worrying about college if we effectively skipped Corey's junior and corey sean and topanga's junior year 
then Eric just like got motivated to apply for college and then sat around for a year. And then now Mm -hmm. he's going to college. And maybe that was supposed to be like him actually applying in the fall and then not hearing back until spring. So he like took a gap year and then he had to take another year to actually apply and get in. But that just doesn't seem likely. Doesn't really work. Yeah. Cause Eric's time. That's the thing. Like we've really put a lot into Eric's ongoing story arc here. Yes. And and when you compare that, because like without Eric's ongoing story arc, it's a lot easier to like shrug your shoulders and be like, whatever. Sure. Yeah. No, maybe nothing eventful happened in the junior year. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, or whatever. You know, you can shrug and move on pretty easily. But when you try to bring the two of those things together, it just does but not make it. On top of that, now that I'm thinking about it, I took my ACT my junior year. I did not take it my sophomore year, but there are also, their- yeah, I also took the ACT. Everyone took it junior year, the junior year. Yeah. And so they're taking it sophomore year, question mark. What? Well, I don't know. I mean, I turned 16 at the start of my junior year, but you know, that's cause I have the, like the late birthday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's either that they skip freshman and junior, or they skip freshman and sophomore. It makes more sense that they skip freshman and junior than all of them happen to have late birthdays. But sure. I do agree, right? The SAT prep shit, that's all very junior year. What were some of the things they were studying last year? <laughs> who invented the cotton know. gin? <laughs> or no, who invented they, the printing, they... press? printing press? That's what it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They do a lot of it. It, it feels like Feeney, like their history class is the most general history class that's oh, ever yeah. existed. It's yeah. It's just history. It's not world history or U.S. history or (laughs) European history. It's just, yeah, history. You know, over time, obviously. Yeah, they've got a 8,000-page textbook that's just like the world. Yes, the world. The the world and stuff that happened in it. Okay, let's kick it off with a uh, recap. Mm -hmm. I think it's me. Is it me? Yeah, I I think it's you. I think it is too. Okay, I'm gonna wait till 15. Three, two, one. So Eric's getting ready to go to college. Corey's getting ready for their senior year. Corey and Sean are like, senior year's gonna be great, but it turns out to be pretty much the same as the rest of uh, school. Eric, uh, but Corey has his own bedroom, but Eric moves back in. Corey's like, no, I won't stand for this. He finds Eric a new roommate who happens to be Sean's uh, long lost brother. So Sean's freaking out about it, but Corey's like, you know what? I'm going to make this work. He takes Eric over, has, has him meet Jack. And also Jack shows up to Sean and uh, Chet's trailer and tries to make amends. And Sean moves in with him. Which is everything, I think, except for the entire, like, Eric, or for the entire Amy uh, plot. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a pretty, pretty action-packed episode. There's a lot of stuff in this one. Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what I should have done before the recap? we're season five there are no rules anymore we're just doing whatever the fuck we want i guess apparently yeah because i forgot to do fun facts because i have some well we're throwing it all out because now you get you we're gonna do recaps then mvps then fun facts (laughs) then bullshit (laughs) anyway (laughs) okay what's your fun fact my i have two actually for today and the first one is obviously this is the first time that we meet matthew lawrence's character jack hunter um, same dad as Sean, different moms. Matthew Lawrence and uh, Ryder Strong are actually opposite in real life, meaning Matthew Lawrence is actually two months younger than Ryder Strong. 
in real life, uh, which is kind of funny to me because for some reason, Matthew just looks older than Ryder. It could just be that I'm used to seeing Sean in like a high school light and Matthew in a college light. Who knows? Uh, the second fun <laughs> fact that I have is uh, kind of a little bit of homage to season four because the candle that Sean smells in Corey's bedroom is the same candle that Mary Beth lights to set the mood in the season finale of season four. Ooh. All right. He took it with him. <laughs> That's what that means. That, that means little, that uh, I means that he took that as a souvenir. Yep, that was his souvenir. That was his trophy for, for mm-hmm. his little beach visit. Oh yeah, just so Which he could like, remember how cool he is. Yeah, right. He could boost himself up whenever he looks at the candle. He's like, I got a college girl almost to sleep with me. Yeah. Without even trying. Without even trying. By doing absolutely nothing except showing up in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Corey. You did nothing. That's pretty much the standard for the entire series. I was about to say, that is that is all of, <laughs> that's the whole show. Is so Wow, let's all pat Corey on the back. He did nothing. <laughs> he did jack shit the entire time. That's so true. Uh-huh. So, Megan, in yes. these... All in these tumultuous times of season five, episode one, uh, what did you learn? I learned. I learned that supporting someone's growth is not always easy, but if you really love them, it's necessary because love is not it's not about possession. So like for Alan, he loves Eric. He wants to see him grow and he wants to support his growth, but he's not doing that by keeping him home. He's not. And I guess same with Chet. With Chet, it's a little dicier because I'm like, "Mm, why are you trying to get rid of Sean? I feel like Alan has more clear motives than Chet where he's like, okay, go to college, grow up. And we just went through this whole thing where he's like, I used kid gloves with you the entire time. So I think, yeah, I mean, love is not possession. So if if you're trying to love and support someone's growth, Obviously, it's not easy sometimes, but it's important. For example, if I had a best friend, if she got a great job that took her to California, that would suck. I'd be super upset to not have her here with me anymore, but I want to support her, and that would be great for her. And if I really want what's best for her, I should encourage her to do that. It's not easy, but it's part of loving somebody and supporting somebody. Did that happen? It kind of sounded like that might have just happened. No, it didn't. <laughs> it did <laughs> kind of sounded but... like you were you were like working it out through fiction and like talking out some like after you hung up on this call, you were going to go call up your friend and be like, listen, I'm sorry for everything I said. You need to go to California. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, that happened. That's been happening over the course of the past two years, because I had a friend who moved to Wyoming. I had another who moved to Vegas. I had another, uh, Ray moved back to Nashville. Mm -hmm. People, yeah, sometimes people leave and it's what's best for them. And it sucks because I miss them all. But I'm I'm supportive and I love them and it's what's best for them. So that's what Mm -hmm. I learned. Yeah. Uh, Well, part of me wants to say like the whole like if you love something, let it go is kind of here, but it feels even a little bit further than that. And it's not just like letting go. It's like sometimes I don't know. I kind of hesitate on this one. I'm going to say what I'm thinking and then I'm going to probably walk it back. Okay, like sometimes people need a push from someone who loves them. Right. Yes. And like what I like about that is that 
I do feel that there are times where we are blind to our own possibilities mm. and are encumbered by fear and anxiety and need someone to push us beyond that. But but then on like the flip side of that, I want to argue with myself and be like, yeah, but you know what you need. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and like, people don't. yeah, especially so, when you're that young, when you're in that kind of vulnerable spot in your life where you're not really sure what the next steps are, like it can be super easy to fall into something that's easy and not which we've seen Eric do fall into something easy rather than something that he really has to work for. That's going to benefit him more. So I feel like because Alan is his father, he knows, he knows Eric's capabilities and he knows what's best uh, at this current moment. Also, are you like rocking in your chair? No. Oh, I can hear some squeaking. Oh, it's my upstairs neighbor. I think they're walking and that happens sometimes. Yeah. I'll tell them to shut up. Yeah, sorry, I can't do a lot about that one. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I don't like. I don't measure Sean and Chet's storyline the same as I measure Alan and Eric's. And I think they want us to, but it's it's similar, I guess, in that both of them feature a dad who is like come around to push their son to something that will benefit them. Mm. But like, that's kind of where it falls for me is that like, I think Eric be- is actively I avoiding, huh? I think it would have benefited Sean to stay home. I don't think he necessarily yeah. needs to go live with Jack in order to build a relationship with him. You don't need to live with somebody to build a relationship with them. Yeah, I don't know that it's the right move, you know, like, especially considering the fact that Sean and Chet's relationship is our is a dumpster fire. Like they don't, they don't need to spend time apart. Sean and his dad have already spent so much time apart. And it it does, you know, it feels like, okay, great. Like, you need to have a relationship with your brother, we're gonna start making some more regular family get togethers. Yep. You know, like, why is Chet exempt from needing to build a relationship with this boy, too? (laughs) It doesn't it doesn't feel like I I don't agree that, like, the best move for Sean is to. Well, I I don't know. Maybe it is. Chet's obviously not a good father. And so maybe it is best that he doesn't live with him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But then I feel like Sean. I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact, again, I, you don't need to live with the, someone to build a relationship with them. So I feel like it's Chet just kind of like shirking his responsibilities as a father a little bit. It doesn't feel like I'm just like, why, why are you trying to get rid of him? Why, like you, if anything, you should want him to be close to you. And then, yeah, just invoke like it's kind of like in, in Gilmore Girls when they're like, all right, well, we're doing Friday night dinners and like, it's something yeah. it's like an obligation every week. And, and so it's like, okay, do something like that. Friday night dinners. Like let's all hang out. Let's do Friday nights or like Thursday night dinner something like that. And that we're invoking that now. And I get that the place that he, Sean is staying, or I should say that Jack is staying is nicer than the trailer. And he probably will be in a safer environment in the apartment I just as a as I'm not even a parent and I'm like I would not be pushing my high schooler to go live with a college student. I am their yeah. guardian. This is a this is a 17 maybe 18 year old kid that we're talking about. 
I just don't think that's the right call. I'm not a parent, yeah. obviously, so I don't, I don't know what. I just think that that's that just doesn't seem like the right call to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely I could hear an argument either way. You know, I, I can reason with myself that like that's not the responsible choice to make, but then I'm like, <laughs> Chet's not the responsible choice to make either. Yep. If if anything, Sean probably will shape into a better human by surrounding himself with Jack than another year of absenteeism from Chet. Yeah. Because I guess let's you know let's let's be real. Either Sean lives kind of by himself this year with Chet popping in and out, or Sean lives with Jack. Like that's really what happens, right? Yes, that's correct. So also, where in, the fuck is Verna? Where is Verna? Where the fuck is she? Yeah, they don't they don't even bother with that one. No. <laughs> well, and they say later, I'm pretty sure they make mention of like your mother is gone again. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he says that again. And he's like, I'm going to go get her again. And that kind of, I guess, gets Chet out of the picture a little bit more. But I, what? Maybe. What? What's happening? I don't really, I don't really remember. The, the next thing I remember that happens with Verna is she's dead. <laughs> Wait. Which is in like season seven, right? Does she die for real? I thought I she thought died. Was, I thought she bounced and then wrote Sean a letter that was like, by the way, I'm not your mom. Oh, maybe that was it. She maybe might she die. Doesn't die. I, I don't know. I thought only Chet died. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe she doesn't die. Maybe it's just that he finds out she's not his mom. I don't remember. Either way, I, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess it's exciting for what's to come. You know, now now they're grownups and they have an apartment and can get into grown-up shenanigans. Yeah. I understand, like, yeah, it's kind of a lose-lose situation for Sean because either he's living without his dad and wishing he was or he's living with his dad and it's not really a good environment. So I get that it's a lose-lose situation for Sean. It's just, like, kind of disappoint. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in Chet that he's not. Like, I want to grow and cultivate a relationship with both of my sons by cultivating one with the one that's living with me and then inviting the other one into my home on a regular basis so that we can all get yeah. to know each other. Just feels like well, a little bit of a letdown. He gave them a toaster that he fixed himself. Okay, so <laughs> he's good for at least another he's year. He's fine. Okay, All right. Dad of he the has year. fulfilled oh, his fatherly obligations. God. No, it is a it is a nice little. I obviously Chet is not a man of money, and so it is it is nice that he contributed what he felt he could. You know, I I actually. Yeah get a lot of feelings about when Jack was leaving the trailer and Chet stops him and then is like, uh, here, take this jacket. It's going to be cold because obvious that I, I, this has a lot to do with the actor in that moment, obviously, but I, you know, he, he conveys a lot right there that says like, I want to be better. I don't know how Yeah. here. I think it might be like he, he, there's a lot happens in that exchange that I actually really enjoyed an acting perspective and that says a lot about about this human in this moment and how difficult it is because that's I, mean, I guess here i am i'm shitting on chet and his decision a lot but i'm also you know it's it's worth commenting on how difficult this must be for chet in this moment oh, right yeah. like oh yeah and weird so. like very it's a bizarre situation to he has no relationship with this person that is this person is half him it's got to be bizarre to not have a relationship with this person and have them show back up and be trying to build that, I guess. And and you being Chet, not really ha- being great at 
I guess, personal connections, trying to build that bridge with this person who is half you, half made up of, you know, you. It's a, it's a bizarre situation. So, like, I For guess sure. we can give yeah. Chet some credit because it's just weird. But, yeah, I don't think Sean going to live with uh, with Jack was necessarily the right call. Was it the wrong call? Who knows? But was it the right call? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Well, you know what? He comes out on top eventually, so I guess it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a place to live automatically for college, although I'm pretty sure as a freshman you have to live in a dorm. Like, that's a lot of colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in, like, their rules. Some A lot of colleges do have that. My, my college actually didn't have that as a rule. So. Oh, well, Andy, I did. I did. I lived. I mean, I don't know. I lived in a dorm my freshman year. <laughs> but then the following year, I got an apartment with three friends, one of which was an incoming freshman. So I do. Yeah, I know that that's a thing at some places. But then they Sean does live in a dorm his freshman year. That's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They do move to the dorm. Sean and Corey move into the dorm and mm-hmm. they get Rachel as their new roommate. That's true. That's true. Ah, good old so, Rachel. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of notes on this episode. A lot of like, little nitpicky things. Let's get into them. The senior fantasy is just a whole time. Just kicking off the beginning of the episode with like the teachers in the bikinis and mm-hmm. the like prime rib that comes out and like Sean's mm-hmm. making out with the teacher and then it comes back to the end of the episode and I'm like, yikes, not yeah. great. We're not off to a good start. But oh, I yeah. also love Topanga's moment where she comes out and she's like, boys, snaps her fingers. I was I was gonna say time. I do love the moment that the way they work Topanga into this fantasy. Yeah. It feels it, it it like other than Sean making out with the teacher, I'm just like mm, I hate that. But I uh-huh. like that it kind of balances. That kind of brings it back to balance. Whereas it, like it's exclusively a male fantasy until Topanga shows up and is being carried around by shirtless guys. I'm like yeah. okay, I'm I'm into this now because it kind of yeah. just balances it back out. But I wanna I wanna jump off from that moment real quick and ask yes. you if you noticed and what you thought about when Eric comes into the bedroom and starts lifting weights and Topanga Oh my god, is like staring. She's like she's really into that. <laughs> we already know that Topanga is kind of into Eric because she's she had a crush on him, but he said he was too old for her, which is true. Obviously, she was like twelve and he was sixteen, but yeah, but now they're both 18, I guess. I so whatever. <laughs> so like, whatever. If she wants to go for it, she can go for it. Um, it's just, it's very funny to me. And I'm like, yeah, that checks out. That checks out for me, I think. Topanga being a little into Eric. Also, she, I think Topanga, I mean, she has this kind of like sexual underside that we haven't been able to explore because obviously Topanga and Corey aren't having sex. And so I think that she's might be a little sexually repressed and watching some guy that she previously had a crush on probably still thinks is pretty hot work out in front of her. Sure. Why not? Mm -hmm. Checks out. Yeah, it's fair. It was funny. Uh, They, they, they definitely start to up the teenage sexual repression. Yes. Coming out everywhere in this yep. season, um, right off, right off the get go, yeah, right from the bat here with this like say kiss thing that they do, which is funny. Uh, 
and and everything it just keeps going which is fun it's like and, and it's appropriate and like they're 18 17 whatever like that's totally on yeah. track <laughs> checks out checks out yeah for sure yeah uh-huh so when Corey is in his room and he's talking to sean about uh this is mine all of this is mine now he goes that picture see that picture that's mine and my god i hope so hard that he's talking about the celery picture i know that we don't see it and it's very unclear but in my mind's eye it's the celery picture he's talking about the picture i also imagined it being the celery poster i'm so (laughs) glad i'm so glad i'm not alone in that great also the delivery guy being like remember no means no i'm like read him but also yes good for you i know what about that I was like, oh, all right, random delivery dude. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, because Corey's kind of like, he's like, is this just for you or whatever? And he's like, maybe. I forget what the line is, but he says something like along the lines of like, oh, don't worry, I'll have a girl up here. And so the delivery guy is like, it's my, it upon himself. He's like, it's my personal responsibility to make sure that this asshole does not push the limit with some of these high school girls. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that effort. I really do. Mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm. Both, okay, in Corey's room and the trailer, for some reason, I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but there is a red carpet on top of blue carpet in both the trailer and Corey's bedroom. (laughs) And I'm like, who, what set designer was like, you know what this room needs on top of this blue carpet, red carpet. And these are not subtle colors. These are like bright red and bright blue. You know what this wall to wall. Why? wall-to-wall carpeted room needs an area rug yeah i don't know why and like in the trailer it's like right by their kitchen so maybe it's like their kitchen rug and it just got like pulled over to the side but it's on top of blue carpet and i'm like why is this a trend why are we making this a trend stop it did not i didn't notice that but that's very funny oh god it's awful i'm that set designer fired fired you want to know you want to know what's awful what Jack's costume when he first shows up. Yep. Yeah. His clothes. I mean, I know it's the nineties, but Jesus, that shirt is that shirt swallowing is him. Too big. Yes. <laughs> Matthew Lawrence is not a big person. He's no, very he lean is not. Person. He and is. That shirt he is, is swimming in that like, shirt. I wonder if they took something that looks like a shirt that Frankie has previously worn. So I'm like, did they just like take it from Frankie's wardrobe and put it into his wardrobe? Because that looks, yeah, that shirt is like 12 sizes too big for him for sure. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm, I am excited for when, you know, a season from now, when we start to lean on the, like Jack's self-consciously hot kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> um, which is something I, I take so much joy and delight in. It's very oh, funny. It's so funny. I so on the note of like fashion in this episode, I really don't like Topanga's crimped hair. It's I'm not a fan. Well, then the 90s can tell you to fuck off. <laughs> I know. And I know that. But like, I just loved the blowout hair a lot more. A lot the more. blowout stuff looked better. It just was more flattering. And I, I that's not to say like this looks like it could be they're trying to play it off as like this is her natural hair. So she's like coming to school because it. I mean, it was frizzy in the first couple of seasons. We saw she had like this big Hermione hair going on. So I mm-hmm. understand they might be trying to like kind of bring that back and be like, oh, well, she's not she's not as she's done some self-reflection and now she just comes to school like with maybe a little bit of makeup, does her nails, maybe wears cute clothes, but like not too much to where she's blowing out her hair every single day. Which I can appreciate, but the way that it's styled, 
I just don't care for. Sure, that's fair. Um, so you get into that big uh, double bed. I don't know if it's a full or a queen, but they get into that bed. And I don't know if this is just a, a boy thing, because I feel like I'm about to say this and you're about to be like, no, that checks out. They get under the comforter, but not the sheet. Yeah, no, that I that doesn't check out for me. I okay, hate good. that, actually. I do, too. Um, Why are you saying the idea, the idea of having like a fitted sheet, a flat sheet, and a comforter and putting yourself between the comforter and the flat sheet is yeah, very annoying sounding to me. And I've known <laughs> people who have done no sheet, no flat sheet, and just the comforter, which yeah. like I'm kind of like, if you want to eliminate the middleman, I'd rather you do that than sleep on top of the flat sheet. Yeah, but yeah, that's what they do. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. That, but no, that does, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say, like, that's a boy thing. Because, like, no, I'm not about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a slob thing. A slob thing. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like a lazy thing. <laughs> I'm also interested in, like, okay, Sean's all mad. Because, whatever, Jack's made this reappearance in his life. Fine, whatever. You can be mad. That should not interfere in any way, shape, or form with Eric with Eric living with him. Even if Sean were still to be like, no, I'm not forgiving you, unforgivable, never want to speak to you again, who cares if Eric goes and lives with him? They don't Well, I don't I don't think Sean cares if Eric goes and lives with him, really. I think that it's just Sean's just pissed off to see Jack here. Because I'm I'm under the pretense, maybe they don't actually I don't know if they ever explain this. Jack does not appear to live in Pennsylvania. No. Until this moment. Um, yeah. Well, and he might not still. He might live in like one of the surrounding states and Pembroke just gave him like the best scholarship or something. I don't know. I've always gotten big West Coast vibes. Interesting. I've always felt like because I they, uh, there's like the whole like you go skiing a lot. It comes up later and like. Yeah. Very like we live in Northern California and go to Colorado or some shit, you know, like things like that. I don't know. That was always kind of in my mind, which I don't, again, think they ever really explain. No. And it, he could very easily just be like New York. You know, I, general, yeah. I got Northeast. New York vibes. Yeah. I got like yeah. New England vibes where his, his family, like, I don't know, his mom married rich. So she probably married some like Wall Street guy or whatever. And sure. so they were like set sure. life. And they were like, we're going to go skiing in New Hampshire this weekend. Let's go to Vermont. Like, I got yeah, I mean, that's also also very plausible. I don't know why I've always just I've always felt like Jack like popped off from the West Coast. It's the blonde tips here. next season. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's the, the frosted tips. Blonde tips. And his... I think it's just a matter of Sean is like pissed off to see that this man who he knows existed but has never had to think about because his physical proximity has been so far removed is now not only in his city but like in his in his bar or chubbies or whatever you know like he's in sure. he's talking to his friends and it's just like yeah all of the things stacked against in that moment for some for some outrage yeah well yeah because i was just thinking about like this isn't the episode where sean Corey has to like go confront him because he and Jack got in like a fight or whatever. I think that's the episode where Corey's trying to do like the real world or whatever. The yeah. Whole filming thing, which might be the next episode, actually. I feel like that's but, the next one. But yeah, I'm like, who cares? Like if Sean is angry with Jack, that doesn't mean that Eric can't live with him. I was thinking that they didn't make up in this episode, forgetting that they absolutely do. It's been a long mm-hmm, time since mm-hmm. I've watched uh, the show all the way through. I, I'm now sure. realizing as we get to some of these later episodes. Anyway, the whole scene 
with the three boys with Eric and Corey and Jack, where they first meet is so good and so well done by all of them. The comedic timing of not only Ben Savage, but Will Friedle, obviously. It's just so good to me that I I had to make a note of it because I think it's, it's I laughed out loud many times. They did they did a really nice job, I think, in the beginning of this executes the beginning of like the the Eric and Jack thing that comes to be which like feels true to form from the jump yeah uh, all of it and i i love Corey's like we have to find eric a great apartment and again maybe uh, you know we've said you we brought up how Corey should have gone into like filmmaking he should have gone into real estate apparently okay because well, like this is one of many instances in which he has a great eye for real estate and he almost <laughs> does if you remember that one episode where he's like wow god what is he looking for he's looking for something like a new he's like helping somebody sell apartments or some shit yeah yeah yeah. i, rem- I know i know yeah, yeah so like we we have seen Corey time and time again have passions for things and like amy is apparently quote quote a real estate agent somewhere in this in this show it mentions it yeah but she apparently be, amy's like a very casual real estate agent she could have like helped him and she could have helped him with his courses and got him his license and he could honestly be selling real estate through to get himself through college because like you can do real estate very casually on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely could have happened. Um, it would have made sense for them to own the apartment that they own in girl meets world because the teacher wouldn't own that. But I guess Topanga is a very successful lawyer. So maybe, that's you know, she confront it. That's um, she's a bit, yeah. I mean, that's the only way and maybe it's rent controlled or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when Alan says, Oh, this is the sweetest moment. So casually, so like kind of furiousness. He goes, stay your family to Sean. My yeah. heart just like, like a choking moment. I was like, oh, oh, that was so sweet. Oh, no. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. I just love and then how, the little like, the little kind of hug they give each other at the end. Yes. I know it was, it was really so, nice. It's, it's not one of those big like moments like we got in cult fiction where he's like, I will kill someone to protect Sean Hunter. It's not a big moment like that. It's such a little moment that it catches you off guard. Stay mm-hmm. your family. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I, oh. I agree. It's a really, it was a really good moment. Um, handful in this whole season, we get some really good Sean and <laughs> Alan. Alan. Uh, <laughs> and this what season we get some good, yeah, I know. I forgot his name for a second. We get some good Sean and Alan uh, yeah. stuff. And I feel like, and we like cement this like relationship with them exists in, in some way, which is really interesting. And I immediately, when he said, stay your family, I thought about how like later on, we're going to watch Alan lose his shit at Sean. Yes. Uh, so, but and uh, at first it was like a disconnect for me where I was like, well, how can you go from this to that? And I'm like, no, that's the only way. Yes. Correct. The only reason Alan can lose his shit at Sean later is because like he's family. Yes. And you know, he, like he, he matters that much. And he to feels, push Alan to that extreme. I feel like Alan then feels he can discipline him. Cause like when you're a parent, you kind of dance that fine line of like, well, you're not my kid. So like I can tell you what to mm-hmm. do in my house, but I really can't discipline you. But mm-hmm. Alan is like, no, I'm disciplining you as a father to a son. Mm-hmm. I'm at that moment. Also in that scene, the S on the basketball is uh, like shaved off. It just says Paulding. <laughs> I love <laughs> Which is is also like a trend that I've seen in especially like 90s shows because I guess they were just like 
too lazy to have the props guy print out a different label or something or put it in like a generic plain bag um, or like just buy a generic plain basketball or like scratch off the whole thing. But it's always like one letter. There's an episode mm. of Friends that specifically Phoebe's eating out of a Lay's bag and it says something. It's like A's or something like that. It's like mm. very different. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was funny. I ju- it just like Alan was holding the ball and I was like, hey, look at that. There's no S on that ball. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting choice. Got all the right makings of, of starting off the season, particularly one that I think is uh, simultaneously episodic and serialized, you know? Yeah. Um, of these new characters and circumstances is very beneficial to the show's ability to launch several of the arcs that happen this season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important. I think the the from a storytelling perspective, by giving Sean and Eric and Jack this apartment, now all of our characters have like a place to go. Yeah, that is not school or the Matthews living room where they can plausibly be their like independent character, mm-hmm. uh, young adult characters, you know, for, uh, for several of the storylines that um, warrant some of that. Uh, so I think it's, it's definitely helpful from just like a storytelling perspective to create this third space apartment. Sure. And it happened, absolutely. you know, and, and then like late, you know, in season six and seven, they have, the apartment and then they also kind of create the the student union as like another station they you know that we frequent a lot and so it definitely contributes to the ability to tell certain stories yeah they don't have like a lot of school moments come college years so i feel like they need the student union to to have like Mm -hmm. a central meeting spot Mm -hmm. since we don't Mm -hmm. have a school hallway anymore yeah i agree you know, and I love I think Bill Daniels gets his his little cute moments in this episode. He just gets to yes have some fun. Uh, I have problems, with, too, you with know. the fantasy and with Amy. It's all just low stakes. Good times for him in this one. Absolutely. It's Amy. Ah. And the major that that I would say the bigger storyline with Eric and Alan that we've been seeing over the course of the end of season four into season five, Amy's been saying this kind of the whole time. She's like, you're babying him. You're babying him. She is the one who is keep, keeps kind of pushing Alan to make these tough calls with Eric because obviously Alan's not going to do it himself. So I think mm-hmm. she's kind of the driving force behind really Eric getting out of the house and growing up a little bit. As much as we see Alan actually doing the kind of wisdom imparting because he's the one kicking Eric out of the house. She, kind of started that and I would I honestly if she had a more productive conversation with Feeney it might have even gone to Feeney like those were my notes I feel like I've been talking forever what did you think <laughs> of the episode I mean I jumped in good, I, good I think it's a finale? good it's a good season opener it's it, it, we get we get some new characters we get some changes to our existing character circumstances uh down to kind of the source but she kind of steamrolls him and says what she's thinking and then she's like great that was awesome i'm gonna go uh talk about it to my husband now which yeah it's funny yeah i was kind of thinking of maybe giving it somewhere else but i think that i can't trump your argument um to concur that it is amy Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yes, come to my side. I, <laughs> I was con- I was considering throwing it out to Corey or to Alan, but I cannot than that. So I mean, Corey would also be a solid choice, but just in a different way. And yeah. that he's still trying to push Eric. He's kind of doing it for his own reasons. Yeah, but he's, he's doing it selfishly. Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's still he's also the one who's like, well, I don't know. It's not until later. I, again, I'm getting my episodes confused already because I'm thinking like of Corey showing up for Sean after he kind of exposes all of the underlying shit between Sean and Jack. But I'm I, I'm getting ahead of myself at that yeah. point. So. All right. Yeah. Well, as far as the MVP goes, let me tell you where we stand going into season five. Oh, boy. I'll give you one guess as to who is in first place. Feeney. Absolutely. By like a, a significant margin. Feeney is, yeah. uh, is leading first place at 35 for the, this is all the totals season one through four MVP count. Feeney is leading the pack. 35, number one. Number two is, do you want to guess or do you want me to tell you? Yeah, let me guess. Um, okay. After Feeney, it's mm-hmm. probably Amy. Yes, actually. That yes. was very good. Ah. Yes, it is. After Amy and third place, which I'm very surprised to say. Do you want it's to guess? Corey. It's Corey. It is. Is it Corey? Yes. Why is it Corey? Why? Why is this you keep know, happening? For all of his lazy do nothing pat on the backs, he sometimes does something. He and in season four specifically, Feeney got ten, so he kind of swept everyone else away because no one got oops, I mean close really in season four. It was season three where he actually mm. won with eleven. That's what got him to third place now overall. So Ah, uh, yeah, well season four Corey fucks off a lot, you know, but season three Corey knew how to do the right thing. That's true. <laughs> well, and Sean was also doing a bunch of stupid shit in season three, I feel like. Yeah. So because yeah. Sean didn't even place he was not even on the board until season three. He did not uh, get any of our MVPs in season one and two. Which like he was yeah. kind of in and out during season one. He wasn't really solidified until two, so I understand that but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah so Feeney's first Amy is second Corey is third Alan and Eric are neck and neck for fourth um with 20 and 21 Alan's ahead by a mere margin mm-hmm. and then we have a little drop off Topanga sitting at 17 right now Sean uh is at 12 Turner is actually at 13 hmm. but we will right. never see Turner again so that's his final that's his final resting yeah place. that's where he that's where he ends so yep, lucky number 13 we had some uh the only two ringers that we had in uh in season four were frankie and aunt prue aunt prue i gave one too and frankie had three actually yeah man we more than frankie. sean <laughs> sean you know, only had two you, you know this is a frankie stan podcast so yes we <laughs> We love him. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That whole family, just gold, solid gold. Herman. Yep. Vader. We love the stakinos. They come yes. through. Yep, they do. So that's where we stand. Feeney's All right. obviously in first. I highly doubt that he's going to be uh, surrendering that title, but especially since he, since he has 35, obviously he's up 11 from second place, so I highly doubt that Amy is going to get all the way past but we'll see where this yeah, uh, no. season I, goes. I feel pretty damn confident that Feeney will remain in first as yes. as he only gets more included. <laughs> yes. 
I'm interested his, you know, to his... see if we ever have like Jacks or Rachels. I'm sure I'm we'll to get think of an instance where Rachel is the MVP of the episode, and I can't. But we'll see. Maybe, Who knows? It might it might happen at least once. But we don't get her until next season, so maybe Jack yeah. this season, maybe once or twice. We'll see. Maybe maybe Angela. Yes. Oh, why do I feel like Angela is going to come in and just sweep everybody else away? She's going to be like, you thought that you were MVPs? No, I'm the MVP of every single episode. <laughs> Other than Feeny. It's going to be Feeny and Angela. And Angela's only in three seasons. So that's a I'm bold ready. prediction, but we'll see. I just love I just love her. I think she's like I the know. most down to earth and logical of all of them. They're all like fucking crazy. That's <laughs> true. It's fair. Especially coming into the like the last seasons, I feel like they kind of become like caricatures of themselves just a little bit. Specifically yeah. Eric and Corey and oh, yes. kind of Topanga. But well, that's what happens. You know, that's when yeah. when you're writing a sitcom after three or four years and you forget how to do anything besides write them to their most extreme. Then <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. To keep raising, you have to keep raising the stakes, and eventually, it's going to be laughable. <laughs> also true. Also true. Also, I want to state at the beginning of this season, this happens. Well, I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see because I've never paid attention to it before, but now I am. Their apartment number is three E. So let's see if that sticks or if that changes mm. at some point. Okay. Okay. Three E. Yeah. Let's check. So All right. we'll keep an eye on that. It's going to be the new girls' bathroom. Yep. Great. Good chat. Oh my god. Season five. Well, thanks for listening. Welcome yeah. to season five, y'all. We're excited to have you. Tell your friends. Yes. We're excited to get some Linda Cardellini action going on not too soon. <laughs> and uh and all the good shit to come. Check us out yes. on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all the places that you do social things. Uh Megan does a lovely job of handling all of that. Oh thanks. I try. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. We're at the Feeny Call podcast on Instagram, at Feeny Call Twitter and Facebook. We, uh, you can email us at Feeny Call podcast at Gmail. Also, leave us a voicemail if you have questions. We are getting into some good stuff. So if you have any good questions, feel free to ask. Or if you have any trivia or fun facts, or you just want to say hi, then uh, shoot us a voicemail. The link is in our the description of the episode and also our Instagram bio. So check that out. All right. And thanks for listening. Thanks, so thanks y'all. Class dismissed. Double digits, except for Feeney. But Eric Eric was actually second place in season four with eight. Oh, wow. And, and uh, Topanga and Alan have five. Amy had six. So sh- uh, 